Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Marianne Parker will be joining us talking about her 10 proven etiquette strategies for business success in her book, The Sharpest Soft Skill. Be a gentleman, be a lady, be the person that the customer wants to do business with. Marianne sits down with us on this serving of Business Soup to sharpen your soft skills in etiquette, right here on Business Soup. Marianne, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. Thank you so much for having me. Marianne, you are a Southern California girl, and you have written a book about one of my favorite pet peeves, and that's all about etiquette. The book is The Sharpest Soft Skill, and it's about the 10 proven etiquette strategies for business success. It's an interesting topic and subject. How do you define business etiquette from, say, the personal etiquette? What's the difference? Well, the difference is that business etiquette actually is a form of business intelligence. In other words, the way you present yourself in business settings is going to determine the end result. And in business, you know that it's very difficult sometimes to not only dominate the industry, but we would like to present ourselves in the best way possible. So that's why I believe that there is a business etiquette platform and there is a social etiquette platform. Because in business, it's all about emails, it's all about communication skills, all of the basic business elements. Social etiquette is a little different because from business etiquette, we can transition into social and we can actually communicate uh, at the table. Um, Also, when you're attending parties, everything adds to your success. You know, everything shows uh, something positive or something negative about you. So we always want to concentrate on the positive element. This is the the very, very brief definition about uh, the difference between business and social etiquette. Personally, I look at someone when I approach them and I introduce myself and I get into a conversation with them. How important is the eye contact with that conversation and, as you describe in your book, about the business etiquette? For me, the eye contact is very, very crucial, especially now during the coronavirus. When we communicate with people, we will be concentrating predominantly on the eye contact because we won't be able to uh, figure out about the person in front of us based on the handshake, right? Because we cannot really uh, do the traditional handshake. So everything is going to be based on our eye contact. And usually when we do the eye contact, it has to be really appropriate. But at the same time, uh, you don't want to stare it in someone. And uh, through the eyes, you can actually sense if the person is authentic, real. So there are many, many different details that you can actually collect from this uh, first encounter. But I want to tell you something very quickly, because we're working on a global arena. We're working with people from different cultures. If we are working with people from the Middle East and me as a lady and I have a strong eye contact with a businessman from the Middle East, this might be perceived as not very appropriate. So we have to really pay attention what is our surrounding, our audience and the business people we congregate with. 
when you say that that might be offensive to the man from different cultures, whether it be the Middle East or other areas, how is a woman to perceive that? Are they to say, well, you know what, I want to make this deal or I want to make this contact, so I have to play to their rules? Or is today's society where the woman is going to demand that the man bend to her rules? Depending very much, again, on the business partner in front of us, because if the business partner is from a more seasoned generation, they definitely still follow their own rules. So we need to really pay attention to that. If someone is in their very, uh, you know, t- uh, late 20s, mid 30s and they studied in the United States, they know the rules and the regulations. They have been uh, trained already. But if they are business individuals from uh, different parts of the world, they never attended uh, American uh, school system or uh, universities, they still follow their traditional rules. So we have to be very, very uh, careful because sometimes if you are a businesswoman and you invite a gentleman from the Middle East, uh, uh, strictly business oriented, they won't even allow you to pay the bill because remember in, in, in etiquette, the person who invites, who presents the invitation is the one who pays the bill, right? So if I invite someone, a very successful businessman from the Middle East, he won't let me pay. And this is going to be a, a, a little discomfort. So everything is based on social communications, even if it's business etiquette or business communication. It's how we present ourselves matters drastically. So the best way to present yourself if you are dealing in an international basis or an international clientele is understand how they do business in their culture. If you're going to do business with them and you are selling them something, it is best to sell to the way that they want to be sold. And being adversarial in your position, shoulders back and say, I don't do that, is not going to get you out into or up into the boardroom where the deal would be made. All right. I hear that it is very difficult for women to play both the personal and the business role in etiquette, the family versus the the business side of it. And things have changed, as my mother used to say. What are the skill sets? There's hard and soft, as you talk about in your book. What's the difference and how do you work the hard skills versus the soft skills? Well, you know, I've noticed because as a background, I'm an accountant. I have an education from a university. I worked in the corporate world. And I've noticed that every time throughout my career, when I was applying for a job, we are all with the same background credentials, right? But people will choose you based on your social skills, based on your soft skills, the way you communicate, the way you present yourself, the way you uh, introduce yourself, if you will. Everything, the thank you notes, the the phone call, the gratefulness, um, actually everything pays along. So um, for many, many people, I uh, can suggest and recommend that the social skills are very, very crucial. But of course, without the, the, the hard skills, you cannot really introduce the soft skills. Because if you just rely only on the soft skills, you can never get a job because eventually they'll figure out that you are lacking your hard skills. So everything is a combination. So you have to be able to, as you just mentioned, you have to combine the two skills. Absolutely. In this show, being a small business show, someone comes into my place of business as a business owner, 
man or woman, what should I be looking for in their presentation that would demonstrate to me just from first impressions, and first impressions are everything, that they possess the skills of being either a gentleman or a lady? We can get into those descriptions later, too. What is going to separate them in their presentation that I would want to hire them just on that? Probably many people are assuming that is going to be the way people dress. You need to dress in a particular way to be perceived uh, appropriately and to be perceived as a business person, but still depends very much where you are at. Because in Southern California, we are dressing with more um, brighter colors. Uh, we are more relaxed. So those elements pay along uh, the way as well. But if I'm in Europe, I have to dress all the time, extremely immaculately professional, because uh, this is how the rules and the regulations in their uh, perceptions are. So in the United States, it's a little different. At the same time, I have to pay attention, and I do, about not only the skills as um, uh, hard skills, but I have to see if the person is confident and how confident, because you can be very confident, but you can be a little arrogant. So those details are very, very crucial. If they present their hand for a handshake, now during COVID, we don't shake hands, right? So there will be other elements. Also, the personal space, how close they are to us. If they're very close, this is very inappropriate. This is our bubble. The regular, actually, uh, distance between me and the person next to me should be, back in the day, we're talking about five months ago, was one arm length. But today is six feet. So um, those are really different um, requirements right now. So if someone is very close to me, I feel very uncomfortable. Is my bubble, is my zone, and has been always the case. So, yes, definitely the social skills and um, the introduction as well, how they look at you in the eyes, what they say when they say it. Do they call you by first name? Why do they call you by first name? Maybe I don't want to be called by my first name. I'm amused in part in today's society with the coronavirus, with the masks on, masks off, masks back on. As effective or ineffective as they may be, it really inhibits me being able to understand how something is being said to me. Expressions are everything, and you can read a face. How is the etiquette impacted? Well, I already, I'm answering my own question, but I got to hear it from you. Well, I'm wearing a mask, and I'm trying to talk to you. How effective is that? Uh, well, it's uh, a little tricky, so uh, we just have to uh, concentrate and to be present. If you're talking to me and you're with the mask, this shows me that you have respect not only for yourself, but for me as well. Because I don't know um, if it's right to wear a mask or if it's wrong to wear masks. Uh, we are not going to concentrate on that. But because you're wearing masks, you might be sick and you want to try to protect me. So I just have to pay attention and to be present Because remember, many people are not present during the conversation. They are thinking here or they're thinking what they're going to have for lunch or in general what uh, the conversation can benefit them. So if I'm concentrating on your question and if I cannot hear you, I'll just say, I'm sorry, do you mind to repeat yourself to repeat because I couldn't hear you. So uh, just the way we say things make a big difference. Presentation is everything. It's not what you say oftentimes, it's how you say it. Yes, very true. 
We're talking with Marianne Parker. She has written the book, The Sharpest Soft Skills, The Proven Etiquette, 10 Steps to the Strategies for Business Success. And if you'd like to get a copy, we will connect you through the website at BizSoup, where business comes for business. You'll find the transcripts and this podcast, as well as others, right there on BizSoup, and we'll give you the connections there. Marianne, when I go into whether it be a meetup or any type of social gathering where I am at a business, I'm there with my business cards, and the purpose is to get names and numbers and move on. So often I get in these meetings and I can tell the person's eyes are not focused on me. They are working the room. What is proper etiquette when I'm there for as I give people 90 seconds to tell me why I want to continue having a conversation with you? I see it as a very rude gesture or a very rude uh, presentation if you're communicating with someone and they are not present. So people want to get the best out of it for a very short time. And this is the biggest mistake people make during networking events because they have to realize that this is a very long process. It is not just this networking event. It's building the relationship. So when I come there, I'm going to ask you about uh, yourself, uh, maybe not about your business, I would like to know more about you personally, because when we connect on a personal level, then we can continue to communicate on a business level. And I cannot really close any deal in this networking event. I have to see you again. I can send you an email because very successful business people, they get really bored when you ask them questions about business and you try to impress them about their business. They want to communicate with you probably about their charity event or what they do for fun or what is their hobby. So this is one uh, way to connect with a person. I think that me asking you about probably being a cowboy and tell me more about (laughs) other ventures is going to be much more appreciated by you because this is what you like to do. So if I yes. go there and I say, I actually want to be on the radio show, I don't think that is going to go very well. Well, that will melt my heart. If you want to talk about my horses or cattle, you have my undivided attention. Thank you. And even <laughs> if I don't know, because I don't know much about it, you can probably explain to me. And next time we can continue the conversation about the horses. That's right. Well, in today's society, do women today accept the title of being a lady, or do they consider that to be demeaning to them? Is it a compliment these days to be a lady? Because every every lady is a woman, but I've found that not every woman is a lady. So unfortunately, many women, you know, everything became very different because women are into business. They have so many ventures. They're very, very busy with their children, or but predominantly in their business field. So many women, um, women feel that this is a degrading role for them, that they're perceived only as the, the mother of the family or the, the person who cooks, clean, and all those details. But I personally prefer to be the lady. I'm still a business person and I'm still a businesswoman, but I like the the detail about being a lady because uh, it's just very personal as well. Um, I think that it's more difficult for the gentlemen and for the men in business in general because they don't know how to dress a woman as such. Some women are um, feel degraded and not uh, appropriately and professionally addressed. And some people, some women like it. So... We just have to explore a little bit more about that. 
Well, I personally have on many occasions either been thanked or complimented for a simple gesture of being a gentleman, and then I've been eviscerated by others for just simply opening a door. And I smile and tell them to have a good day. My mother taught me to always be a gentleman, and if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Well, that's been real tough on my part, but (laughs) I keep thinking about what would my mother do? Probably kick my butt if I said that. Yes, sometimes uh, you have to react. I know. So in your book, you talk about some of the things that are very important. Today in this society, we are on a Zoom call. And though this is an audio, we are going to video, folks, but not today. But as far as all of this communication that is being done, not in person and somewhat impersonal over the Internet, through Zoom and other forms of media, what are some of the most important etiquette procedures to be done in this COVID environment? What can I do first and foremost, and what are the top things that I should be doing to make sure that people understand that I am professional, I'm a gentleman, and that I have etiquette, period? Well, (laughs) the most important thing in Zoom um, business meetings or any kind of meetings is your punctuality. If you're punctual, especially in the United States, this is very, very crucial. If you come on time, every single time, this is part of your reputation. And I want to, um, I know that you know that, but maybe for everyone who listens uh, in, in the American society, this comes from back in the day, the time of the land grabbing and the gold rush. The first come first serve was the mentality because if I don't come on time, someone else will take the gold that belongs to me. So people were very accustomed to that. Of course, many people don't really know about this story because we just go along with our day and we are, oh, I I think that I am going to be late again. So when someone tells you that they have been late every single time, I think that um, tells you a lot about them. So it's going to be very difficult for me to do business with them because I can't really rely on them. I have a very busy schedule. Even right now, we are under quarantine, but we still have a lot of things to do. So if someone doesn't respect your time, you can really take them very seriously about business because how we do one thing is the way we do everything. That's right. Well, let me back up. And I had a guest on, Greg Reed, who is a friend of mine, and he has a quote that I think came from Napoleon Hill. And it was that if a person shows up late, it's a coincidence, perhaps. If they show up late again, it's a pattern. And the third is that if they continue to show up and you continue to meet with them, that's your choice. So it's coincidence, patterns and choices. Yes, and Greg, I I know him personally as well. Uh, He's very correct about it. Also, the dress code. The dress code is crucial. You don't want to be on a business meeting with your pajamas, right? You want to show (laughs) respect to the person in front of you. (laughs) You want to be dressed and you want to, maybe not with your best suit or best dress, but you want to look decent because also not only for the people in front of you, it's for yourself. I have noticed that if I don't dress for a business meeting, my mindset actually switches. I'm thinking about something else or I might be thinking about uh, reading a book. You become more relaxed. So the way how you train your brain to perceive things based on your attire, punctuality, all those little details become your pattern. There is a lot of activity going on with celebrity endorsements, uh, influencers, 
and a company sponsors them. You have a spokesperson for them. And then suddenly they do something really stupid and it reflects on you and it creates a conflict within the business environment. What's the best way to handle that other than to take them up behind the building? You mean when you work with someone and actually your reputation can be jeopardized because of their behavior? Yes, regardless whether they're a celebrity or they've done something stupid that reflects on the business or your business. Yes, uh, well, first of all, no one is perfect. We have to realize that uh, because if we entertain the idea that uh, we are all perfect and this is the only individual who made a mistake, then we are not ethical to begin with. But if it is a very, very serious uh, um, mistake, then we have to actually communicate with the person and uh, to seek out to fix the damage. Because in many situations, I have to tell you that the damage actually can be very beneficial for the business. You get a lot of attention. So I personally don't think that we should be, it's not what happens to us, but it is how we handle it. So we need to make sure that we handle it in an appropriate way, because especially if we don't know the whole, the entire story, there are always different sides of the story. Also, how we handle it tells a lot about us. This is part of the conflict resolution. Um, Some people will come to you with certain behavior and deals and you don't like it. You know that you might be taken advantage, but how you handle it, how you respond actually says everything about you. Well, in your book, you talk about conflict in the business situation, and that book is The Sharpest Soft Skills. So in the conflict within the business environment, sounds like whether it be a celebrity endorsement that's carrying your product or somebody that is in the cubicle down the way from you, sounds like the same type of strategy would be in place. I personally prefer to avoid conflicts uh, as much as I can, but in some cases you really can't. You have to see it as it is. And when you face it, uh, you have to actually take responsibility for the conflict and to see where are you standing in this situation. When you have the clear picture, then you know how to handle it. Because in many situations, the conflict might be actually very, very beneficial for you. You might decide to cut ties with this individual or this particular business, or you can actually continue with that. Because some people, I actually had clients that might be a little provocative, but the way I handle the situation, they they might actually decide that they want to work with me because I can handle their behavior. So some people just depends on the situation, but conflict not always could be bad. Sometimes can be really, really profitable. So a conflict can turn itself into opportunity. Absolutely. Don't respond by emotion, respond by the opportunity and and how to convert a bad situation into a good one. Yes. Whenever possible. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I, I personally experienced situations like that, so I, I know that it's beneficial. Now, we don't see a lot of that on the Internet, the social media aspects where it is poke the bear, as I call it, the lack of civility on the Internet. How important is your personal presentation on your social media pages in your lifestyle and how to or blending into your workspace, that social media, the private side versus the business side? That's a great question. Uh, so I'll tell you that most of the entrepreneurs, um, believe it or not, they 
use their our social media platforms predominantly for business. And uh, sometimes because we all have personal lives, you can actually include something from your personal life and you can be more free and more relaxed. But um, social media could be very, very great source for you to generate sales, to con connect with people, especially if it is authentic. Unfortunately, uh, lately, because of the political situation, everybody is so much on the edge. Uh, people are becoming more aggravated. Um, becomes a little toxic. So in some cases, the best way is just to unfollow people or just uh, let it be. You know, you cannot be really friends with everyone. I know for a fact that entrepreneurs use social media for business predominantly. As do I, and I will incorporate my personal lifestyle with the horses and such, but I stay out of the politics because that's just aggravating. Exactly. And we still have to work. It doesn't matter who is going to be president or not. That's right. And <laughs> it's either a red pill or a blue pill. We're just the regular people and we will still have to be going and working. <laughs> well, there's so much that we could talk about on the ethics of being ethical. I want to recommend everybody that you pick up the book, Marianne Parker's The Sharpest Soft Skill. It's about the proven etiquette strategies for your business and the success of your business. And you can go to BizSoup, find the link there. Marianne, thanks for being on this serving of Business Soup. Thank you. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.